Welcome back, everyone. Man, woman, child, boy, girl, everything, all y'all, to another episode of this My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. And with me this week is the, uh, this guy. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. Baby! What's up? That was one of my favorite ones. Because I didn't know what to expect. You were super low energy at the start there. <laughs> Eric's here. Whiskey Mutant's here. I'm, I'm here. Harry. This is, Bur- that, this is my bourbon podcast. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you guys so much for being back for another week. If you're here for the first time, thank you so much for checking the show out. We appreciate you. We're going to be drinking on some MGP barrels here in a bit. Uh, if you've not followed the show yet, it's at my bourbon pod. Also, subscribe in your podcast app of choice. Go follow us on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash this my bourbon podcast and the Whiskey Mutant page. Go check that out. And patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as dollar a month sports show, little as five bonus content. <laughs> five bonus content. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm standing, I'm standing with it. I'm standing by what I said. Got some good bonus content coming along, don't we? We do. Yeah. Lots of stuff getting made over there. Anyway, so we're in the middle of, hey, that's the thing. Let's pair it with the thing. The pairs and pairs. Pairing and pouring. The pairs, boars. Pouring and pairing. Pairing boys. Pair boys. Pair boys? <laughs> little pair boys. <laughs> that sounds weird. Little, hey, it's a little pair boy. <laughs> Don't kick the little pair boy. He's sad. So we were trying this earlier. Thank yeah. you, Don Nishida, again, for sending us these snacks. Yeah, also, Don, we apologize. I'll probably have let you know this before now. We had to call an audible on this one because one of the snack cakes that you were probably very excited for us to taste uh, and for Eric to pair with uh, did not quite survive the trip from Hawaii to Lexington, Kentucky. Totally melted. <laughs> like gooey. Like it was, it, it melted and then it had uh, solidified. Is that the word? Back into like this sure. very, very weird creature of a chocolate and green tea thing. So we had to pull something else out of the box. That's also chocolate and green tea, green tea thing. Yeah. And this is a brownie. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, only, the only word you can read in the front of the bag is brownie. Isn't bourbon and, on and there bourbon. too? Yeah. But the thing is... And I kind of figured this out after using the Google Translate app. Um, some of this does actually, it's supposed to have alcohol in it, apparently. There's a warning on the back of it, you said. The last one there, it's, it was like, people who are in opposition to alcohol do not consume this. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but it, I, I can't fully tell if it's just a company named bourbon or it's actually got bourbon in it. I got to be honest with you, after tasting it, didn't really taste much bourbon. It was mostly the green tea. The face Perry made <laughs> on the first bite when we took this earlier on the pregame chats was priceless. Do you think that we ate the most conventionally good things first? I think we're in this series. I think we're at the, the these are definitely getting harder to pair. <laughs> we were like on like the top the top of the line and then we've come down to like this weird like level of just like i don't know even what to put with these things so but i figured it out 
Yeah. Eric suggested that we pair Sazerac or I with this. And I am putting this off as long as I possibly can before I have to take another bite. <laughs> but at least oh, it means I get to drink whiskey with it's it. It's good. The brownie or the pairing? The pairing. Okay. This brownie is like part green tea, part chocolate. And and you get so much green tea on the first bite. But I'm telling you, you give it a second and you get more of the chocolate. And you add this rye to it. The rye opens up the chocolate more and you don't taste as much green tea. You can have my second one. Barry is not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think that this was a good pairing. I don't think I don't like this thing though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this thing. <laughs> I don't think it's too bad. The well, Sazerac rye definitely helps it. This is a pairing where the rye helps you tolerate the snack. I agree. Snack. I agree. Which is not necessarily how I want to go about my life. No. But still. <laughs> but you know what? It's a challenge. It's a mission. And by God, I'm going to see it through. Well, I think that you've got, the, you've got what it takes, kid. <laughs> You're the best at what you do. And what you do isn't that bad. Snick, snick, Bob. <laughs> Uh, we're fast and loose this week. Woo. This is our second episode we recorded this week, too. So. I don't feel like we ever stopped. I gotta be honest with you, I don't either. Because re we recorded, and my live stream, and then we recorded again. So, it's just been a haze of like 72 hours for me. <laughs> Got a marathon, man. Got a marathon. It's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a hundred... Wait, no. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that quote. It's not a mar mar it's a sprint. What? No, what? it's a marathon, not a hundred yard dash is what, oh, or a okay. sprint or whatever. You know what? Maybe sometimes you just want to do a hundred yard dash and you don't want to do a marathon, so you just make life however you want it to be. I was gonna save getting angry for tips and bits, but if you want to go ahead, <laughs> I'm not angry about it. I'm just saying you can make yourself a, a dash or a or a marathon however you want to. Are you going to say a Dasher and Eli? Well, I did make both of those. <laughs> what is this? Last Call? <laughs> this uh, is a free version of Last Call. Eric, what the heck have you been drinking recently? Oh, what have I been drinking? Well, I drank some of that uh, Parker's Heritage. Uh, mm. the, mm -hmm. the sample we got. What was it? The wheat? Heavy char wheat? Yeah, heavy char wheat whiskey. And I thought it was awesome. Don't they start? Don't they start? And then I turned around and Don't grabbed. They <laughs> then I turned around and grabbed some of the Parker's Heritage Heavy Char Bourbon, the ten year from last year, and it was awesome too. So I've been drinking some Parker's Heritage. Look at you, Mister Fancy Man. Hey. Hey. I, I had one. <laughs> I had a night off, and I had that stuff, so I drank them. Where did it go? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It was mostly just for my own sanity. My own sanity that I located that bottle. But it's good. It's fine. Well, on that same note, I uh, tasted through on what will have been, I guess, two weeks ago, that live stream. Um, you tasted a lot the, of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. I did. 
and I got sleepy. <laughs> Here's how sleepy I got. I I made my little blend. I finished off my little blend. I went up to bed and I watched SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, SpongeBob. <laughs> Nothing like a little nighttime viewing of SpongeBob. <laughs> I watched one of my favorite episodes that I hadn't seen in forever. Krabby Land. Oh. <laughs> Kid goes down the slide and he breaks. It breaks and he lands on his back and he just goes, "Where am I?" <laughs> you promised Krabby the Clown. All I saw was Jesus cheapskate. <laughs> but I uh, back on track. Sorry, I uh, also tasted through some old dusty Elijah Craig barrel proof batches as well that were provided to myself and us by David Levine. Of whiskey in my wedi- wedding ring. Excuse me. Adam Levine's brother. They, uh, you know what's funny is that David was actually the original singer for Maroon 5. I thought so. At that point, though, it was Chartreuse 6. <laughs> <laughs> the label didn't like it, so they, <laughs> they said, hey, your brother's got to do this thing now. What'd I say? <laughs> I can't even. That's fair. That's that's totally fair. I'm just imagining him singing in Maroon 5 now. <laughs> this episode's just buck wild, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting rowdy. Well, we uh, figured that we'd been talking a lot about MGP recently. So it was time to stop talking about MGP and start drinking P. G M. <laughs> so we've been talking a lot about MGP recently and figured that it was time for us to uh, take a break from talking about it and make a little detour and start drinking about it. Well, they say put your money where your mouth is or something like that. Oh, I've never heard that before. Oh, okay. I said it wrong, probably. <laughs> I've, never mind. I, I like want to do bits, but I'm so tired. I can't. <laughs> I can't formulate them well. <laughs> Maybe more whiskey will help. Anyway, we got some. So you have brought a bunch of MGP whiskeys. <laughs> I got rye and bourbons. What do you want to start with? Uh, I don't know. Marie, shut up! It worked. <laughs> I was gonna try to find the marzipan bottle. But I don't really know where it is right now. So I don't have a whole lot of MGP stuff in my collection, unfortunately. You know, so. I went to look and I have enough, but I was really thinking, I think I have more, but I don't really have that much. I think I've got rid of a lot of them, not just threw them away, you know, drank them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't have that much MGP, but I, the thing about MGP is people just fawn over it. And they love it. Um, and I think that it's just like any distillery. It's got its good days and its bad days. But I, want, I did want to take the time to think about specific products and, and drink on them and discuss them a little bit more in depth. So what is this? Uh, what's this first one that you've So I'm, I'm going to go. I, I'm going to pull out some bourbons. And I'm going to pull out two 
five-year MGP from two different companies or picks, I guess you would say, that I think one shows a really good MGP and one shows a not-so-great MGP. Okay. So the first one is from Nashville Barrel Co. Um, it's, I just want to say it's nice to have friends who actually come oh. through on what they right. say they're going to do. Okay. All right. Um, is this about... Okay. Uh, I mean, if you've been following, you know the guy, My Daily Bourbon. He, there was a Nashville Barrel Co. that he said he was going to get for me. He got it, and then he opened it for himself and the real Chad. So I'm a little bitter about it. But good thing I got friends like Dad's Drinking Bourbon who were nice enough to send me one of their Nashville Barrel Co. picks. It's a five-year um, MGP, and I love it. And then... I love the barcode. It's the Nashville skyline. That's Dude, incredible. I love what they do. That is I'll, so honest. cool. I, I'm jealous that somebody else had that idea before. <laughs> and then <clears throat> we're going to pour a... You've probably seen these around. Krogman's. They have all the crazy labels on it. Basically, you get to... You can pick like, you know... What mash bills and like uh, unicorn and blah blah blah. This one is tater bait. It's a five year MGP, and this was from Sealbox. And I just think it's funny the name tater bait, but at the same time, it's almost the same proof as the Nashville Barrel Co. It's the same age, and it's just, it's just something. This one's 115 proof, 115.46. What's the proof on that one? This one's 100. Okay. And truth be told, everything I've had from Nashville Barrel Company, I've really liked. I've got a rye over here, too, when we go into a few of the ryes as well. But I'm a big fan of them. Who is this person supposed to be on the front? I don't know. It reminds me of like an old like horror movie, like Camp Counselor or something like that. I was thinking maybe something like in the National Lampoons. Maybe something like world that. Too. But there's a significant, significantly different nose and palate on both of these. But at the end of the day, they're both MGP. They're both five years old. Do we know the mash bill on the Nashville Barrel Co.? Mash bill on the Nashville. I don't know. We could probably find out by the end of the show. Because uh, the Krogman's is 60 corn, 36 rye, 4% barley. Okay, that nose is a little strange on the tater bait. Yeah. That, I'll let you keep getting into that. It's like stale corn chips. It, it, it smells like stale uh, frosted flakes to me, like old cereal. Yeah. The Nashville Barrel Co. smells like... If you're comparing it to cereal, it's like honeycombs. Yeah. And I mean, there is still some of that, like, honeycomb. Oh, but the Nashville's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there you can kind of tell that they're cut from the same cloth. But, yeah, they are absolutely two wildly different products. Oh. What did you just drink? The Krogman's. Yeah. 
it's just all around, uh, you know, and I apologize, but I'm just telling it how it is. Like, it's just not, and this is a pick from Sealbox, so maybe they were going for something a little different, but it's just, when you compare two five-year MGPs to each other, it's just night and day. And I'm talking about, like, a fun day that's filled with, like, honeycombs and, like, candy to a very bad night of just the worst cereal you've ever ate. The Nashville is just so it's so buttery and syrupy and you could just you could just sip on that thing for ever. Like it's such a to be that what 115 is that what we said it was? Yeah, 115.46 or something. You'd never know it. You could just you could just fill the, your glass up and sit on the back porch and just have a good night. There is something about you today that is just giving me really strong Grease vibes. I just keep looking over, like, <laughs> even just kind of out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, what's Grease doing here? <laughs> I, I think it's the combination of the beard and the hat backwards, and also he only ever wears black shirts. Dadgummit. <laughs> <laughs> Greasy. Uh, sorry. But, I mean, it's just crazy, the difference on how... And I know these are both picks, so it depends on who was picking and all that. But And what they were picking from, too. I think that's something that people don't realize at times. When you go on a single barrel pick, you don't just have, like, the, the ability to choose from literally anything. They give you a list. Or they've already pre-selected barrels for you to try. Like, it's not that you don't get to run around a rickhouse with a thief and, you know, say, oh, I really like this one. That's the one we need to pick. Right. So, I mean, it could be that, you know, Sealbox didn't get a good crop of barrels. And and then again, both of these companies are, I guess, smaller companies. So they've obviously bought a bunch of barrels from MGP. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. I know the dads, they lived there in Nashville. They probably got to go to NBC and pick theirs but as far as like sealbox they may have been sent like you said three samples from krogman's or whatever yeah and that's what they had to choose from and that's just sometimes how the cookie crumbles man sometimes you get a good one sometimes you get a bad one sometimes uh the goose lays the golden egg and other times it's just a turd <laughs> it's just poop <laughs> it's just a I can't eat this. <laughs> Here's what I want to try, though. You blending? I'm blending. You Dixoning it over there? I'm a blendy boy. Blendy boy. The, welcome back to the Blendy Boys podcast. This is my Blendy Boys podcast. <laughs> we blended up today, buddy. Boy oh, <laughs> boy oh, boy. I gotta say, it actually smells pretty great. Does it? together it's not perfect but it's it's enjoyable and try a little bit i forgot to tell you that every time i blend something i'd make sure that i hock a loogie into it just to i mean it adds that flavor <laughs> you know everybody's got to have a gimmick <laughs> mine's <laughs> i include my own spit <laughs> in my blends every every barrel pick of Perry's pores has just got a little bit of Perry inside of it. But not how you think. 
but actually it's kind of good. The Nashville is coming through more mm-hmm. than the Krogman's is. So, but it's not it's not bad. It's a good little good little blend. So, moving on, I guess since we blended stuff together, we could this is not a single barrel, but this is a smoke wagon. Oh, heck yeah. So, I Let's guess we could... see if I like them this time. See, see what... I'm trying it again. <laughs> Was this like the third time to try to get Perry to like Smoke Wagon? I, I just think this is a good example of taking MGP and kind of, you know, making it your own. You, I don't know. I don't know how long they age in Nevada or how long they were there. Yeah. I would love... You know what I would love? I would love to have the guys from... Um, Nashville Barrel Co. on the show. I just had an idea. It's probably too much scheduling. But it'd be great to have the guys from Nashville. Be great to have the guys from Smoke Wagon. And then a third one. (laughs) I was kind of thinking maybe Forgate. Yeah. I just want to know. I want to know the. I mean, I'm sure if I asked some questions, dug down deep in some articles or something, there may be something. But. For the sake of the show, I want to know the process of picking MGP barrels for your company. I want to know if you get to go in there and you get to try a bunch from like a certain section and decide, hey, these are going to turn into something great or people are going to really like these for their single barrel picks. Or does MGP just say, hey, we don't got time to do that. We're sending you a bunch of barrels of the mash bill you want. You got to just make them your own. I would love to hear the process behind that. I'd love to know how old this is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not got an age statement on it, but it is straight, so it's at least four. I want to say that I read or heard him on like an Instagram live say they were like blends of like six to like 10-year-old barrels or something like that. Nice. 56.8%, so... 113 114. Yeah, 113.6. Yeah. I think it smells really good. Very woody. Yeah. Not really like oaky woody. It's just kind of like. I still think that five year Nashville has the best nose. I think so too. But this could be the age of this one and that Nevada heat and whatnot. It It comes off so hot though. I'm still not convinced. I'm not like Hon- a, honestly. I'm not like a big mark on smoke wagon like some people are. Um, I don't mind it. Now that it's available in Kentucky, I'll probably like keep it around. But it may be a little too much. It's got a weird finish. The finish is definitely. It almost reminds me of like Texas stuff. A little bit, yeah. The Texas stuff I've had that I've kind of like, I don't know about it. Like, it kind of has that same finish for me. Keep thinking about where this came from. Nevada. And how everybody says when you go out west. It's hot, but it's a dry heat. So it's not as bad. I kind of feel like this is like, oh, it's kind of a dry heat to it. Like, (laughs) it's a very dry back end of the palate with a lot of It dries you out, yeah. I mean, it makes me want to drink water. <laughs> Freaking flame on, I'll tell you that. But I just, okay. If you are listening to this, and you have a strong opinion one way or another about Smoke Wagon, please let me know. 
I have got to understand the craze over this brand. And it's not that I think that they're bad. I just haven't been impressed with them enough that I want to hop on the bandwagon like everybody else, or maybe hop on the smoke wagon has it is, that everyone else... (laughs) uh, That everyone else has. So I, I just... Give me a reason why I should like this more than I do. Because at best... I think it's good, but I don't know if it's very good or into the great territory. Am I wrong? No, I don't think that is a, that is nothing that I feel like chasing after. I was able to order that and get it sent to the house for just the normal price. There's nothing that would make me want to order a case of it. I don't mind it, but it doesn't blow me away. I just don't, but like, but people just go insane over it. Especially the single barrels. Yeah. So, I mean, do they just have great single barrels? I've never tried one. <laughs> I haven't either. Oh, no, I have. I've had, I had Adam, a couple with Adam. Adam. Sent you some, yeah. yeah. But even then, I was like, there's probably other products that I would rather purchase over this. I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it's... It's an enigma to me. So shoot us a message at my bourbon pod or an email. This is my bourbon shop at gmail.com or use a barrel ring, 859-428-8253. We love to hear it. Or send us the best smoke wagon you've, send us a sample of the best smoke wagon you've ever had. Honestly, and, and I'm not trying to bait for samples here. I am. <laughs> at least you're honest about it. I am. I, 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 yeah, I would love to try what you consider to be either the best smoke wagon single barrel or the one that won you over. It, it, I've, I just have to, I got to know what's going on there. Give him what he wants. Yeah. So, so we got to try two picks and a small, a oh. batch of something. Now let's move on to MGP Rye, which I think now I love MGP MGP bourbon. Michael Jackson's here. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not. (laughs) Um, But there's there's just something about MGP rye that whether it's young rye or older rye that I just love MGP rye. I do too. And I think that, can I have... Had the, the oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You put it back down, and I was, I was like, I, it to you already. "I was like, I guess I'm not getting this one." So we've got a golly. F- I've had this bottle so many times. <laughs> I mean, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> I I had it. So I there was a period of time where I was going to OBC like once or twice a like once a week or like every other week or whatever, and I always ask, "What do you guys have in that's new?" And a couple times in a row, I asked that to different people, and they brought me the Nashville Barrel Company, this pick. The Every Kentucky time. pick. I was like, I've had this. <laughs> I should have asked, because I've got a few others that I could have brought. But no, to, no, 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 no. It's totally fine. I'll ju- I'll it's just funny. Like I... Every time that I see this bottle, I assume, even if it's a total wine pick, that it's going to have the Welcome to Kentucky <laughs> stamp on it. And that it's just going to be this same pick no matter what. 
Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I can't escape it. I felt like bringing this one because this was actually picked by Nashville Barrel Co. for Kentucky. Like they, oh, that's cool. The guys there picked it for a Kentucky release. So it got put in some Total Wines. It got put in, I think, some liquor barns. Just different stores throughout Kentucky. So it wasn't like an actual store picking it. I'm assuming just they picked it, thought it would be good for Kentucky, and sent it. And it is eight years old, 114.38 proof, barrel number 150. And on the other side of things, we have a four-year pinhook rye, which was uh, MGP, distilled in Lawrenceburg, it says, selected by Breaking Bourbon, sold by Sealbox. 114.6 proof. And I really think this shows how candied the younger MGP Ryes are compared to how, I guess, more mature and rounded out the older MGP Ryes are. What was the proof on this you said? Um, the pin hook is 114.6 for a year. The NBC Kentucky pick is 114.38, eight year. Oh, wow. I think I might like the nose a little bit better on the pin hook. It's so candy. It is this like red, like Twizzler spice candy. And yeah. it, it's, it definitely does not hold back. Like you get all of it when oh, you yeah. take a nose of that. Take a nose of that when you nose that. When you that. take a nose. When you take a nose. When you give a mutant a nose. Does he grow it back? No, that's when you take a nose. Anyway. Yeah, it's so it's so bright. And that's what I love about younger rise is because the younger ones, they can be bright, but they're enjoyable, as mm -hmm. opposed to some younger bourbons who are bright and they're just like grainy yeah but yeah it's almost like you know a four-year and an eight-year like the four-year is very bright and right up front the eight-year is more tame and mature and you get similar notes but they're more rounded and you know that oak influence I don't know. They're both. They're both great. Great. I think M MGP Rye. You can go from two and three year old up to twelve year old, and you're going to find something you like. Oh, that Nashville Rye is so good. Oh my gosh, dude. The yeah, the NBC. It's just when you take that first sip, it's just so good. And it's not, the pinhook isn't bad. Mm -mm. No, I think they're both great. They're just opposites of each other. One's very bright yeah. up front, and the other is just mellowed out, like just all these little spices blended into like a pie. It's like this spicy cherry pie on the mm -hmm. NBC. And then the 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 younger pinhook one is just like this, like a bowl of like candy just hitting you it, it's very clearly 
a a younger rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. But it's also very clearly it's 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 a rye. Yeah, man. I, it is very characteristic of everything that makes a rye whiskey a rye whiskey. Yep. But I think the moral of the story is you're going to be you're going to be more consistent on something enjoyable on the rye side of MGP as opposed to the bourbon side. I just feel like all the bourbons from MGP I've had are either really good, a great pour, or they're just lacking something. Yeah. And, I, and you know, that could be age. That could be who picked it. That could be the barrels. That could be the mash field. It could be a variety of things. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like I've had more younger MGP rise that I really like compared to younger bourbons that I like. What's the oldest MGP bourbon that you've had? Because I feel like the oldest I've had is like 10 or 12 years old. Um, do you know Mossick? Yeah, of course. So I went over, uh, we had traded a bottle. You've been to his house? I have. Did you get Mossicked? I got Mossicked. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just went over to like, he was like needing a bottle. I traded him something and he was like, sit down. We're going to have a pour. And that one pour turned into like 10. Yep. And he let me try a old scout that was like 12 years old. Oh, dang. Like before they switched, before they tried that whole like dickel thing. And then they went back to like the five year. I wish I knew the details of it. I can't even remember who picked it, but it was like a 12 year old scout that tasted just like it was like this grape kool-aid like thing and it was a bourbon it was one of the best things i've ever had and it was an mgp Mm. and then um at whiskey weekend um i think probably one of the older mgp rise i've had um casey let me try a uh uh, Blonde Brothers, mm-hmm. like one of the, not like just the regular Blonde God, Brothers. So, Blonde Brothers is so good. Though. It was it was some pick, and it was like a twelve or thirteen year old rye. Yeah, out of control, out of control. Good. So unfortunately, the the two oldest things I've had from MGP were gracefully, gracefully, graciously, graciously. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> shared with me from other people. Yeah. I I can't remember. I, I think probably like 10 or 12 year old is the oldest I've had bourbon wise. But truth be told, I don't think I've had much older than eight or nine for the rye. But on the opposite end of that, I feel like I've had two and three year old ryes and like four and five year old bourbons more consistently than I have yeah. any of the older product. So I I think that what's important to remember about MGP is that they they mainly contract distill for people. And people are mainly buying barrels from them or product from them that will eventually become their own product as opposed to what MGP is putting out. With that being said, there it is. Um, <laughs> Put it on a shirt. <sighs> that being said... Um, I, I don't think that their youngest products are the ones that are the most indicative of whether or not they can produce good whiskey. Because I do think across the board they make really good stuff, but it depends on who's sourced it or who's picked it or whatever that could 
influence how that final yeah. product shows up. So uh, it it is it is what it is. I feel like pretty much nine times out of ten. But on the off chance that you get a really good MGP single barrel or a great MGP blend, that's where the money is. Yeah, I think that's where it's really you know you you want somebody to you know lean into it. But anyway, I would I would love. I don't think I've tried any, but I would love to try some of the uh, uh, old Carter single oh. barrels that are the MGP because they're all like 12, what are they, like 10 to 12 years old or something like yeah. that. So yeah, I got a big wish list here. <laughs> I want to talk I want to talk to the guys at Nashville Barrel Co. about how they pick their barrels. And I, I want to try some old, old Carter MGP stuff that they picked. So. You want people to send us their best or their favorite and i want their favorite smoke wagon so go ahead and write this down do your homework and i'll be here waiting (laughs) i do so much work for this show (laughs) (laughs) here i am i just sit here and do all this barry does all the editing he gets everything online he does everything and i'm just demanding things i'm just demanding things you know what that's fine i'll give you access to the email address (laughs) Just, just let me be on. Just give me access to the Instagram. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just do that. We are getting some, uh, some old elk sent to us soon from mm. old elk. They actually reached out. Oh, yeah, it was really cool. Nice. I. What's funny is that I had just been thinking about them yesterday before they sent me a message, and they were like, "We would love to send you some stuff." I was oh, like, "I would okay. love to try some stuff." I, I, I do think it's funny when distilleries or, or companies reach out and say very non-specific things like that like we'd love to send you something and it you know because like i wind up thinking that it's probably going to be like a t-shirt <laughs> or here's a sticker a pen. <laughs> a pen here's a pen and a little pad of paper <laughs> but old elk sending us something so we'll have to do an old elk episode before too long i would love to do that so. i reached out to little debbie and asked them to send me some allocated snack cakes they didn't read the message at all <laughs> so but i'll still keep pairing them keep asking i will i guarantee look if you having worked for a an international brand on their social media somebody sees that <laughs> And if you frame it in the right way, it's there's a good chance that somebody will be kind enough to say, we can make something happen. You know right. what? Go ahead and pair my snack. <laughs> I'll even write it out for you if you want me to. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know all the tips and tricks. Anyway, that was fun. I, I haven't really sat down and, and had specifically mgp products in a while but we always forget about how good and how different these mgp products are because there's just so many of them and right now we're we talked about this before it's a broken record we're just flooded with five-year mgp stuff yeah and it really takes someone who's good at picking or blending to really stand out right now because there's so much yeah so, but yeah, this was fun. So I'm sure we'll uh, we'll do something like this again in the future. Uh, but if you have 
specific MGP products that you like or ones that you think we should have included in this, please let us know. Yes. I'd like to do more crowdsource stuff in the future. Uh, just, just because we, right. We, we have a lot of things that we want to do, but I know that there's a lot of things that other people would like to hear us do as well. It's all about the content. It's all about the content. It's all about you, the listener. You guys keep the show going. But what's cool about MGP is it's one of the only, only brands, I don't not say brands because people source it and all that, but one of the only things that you could honestly like go and find a bunch of different aged products and like do your own little comparison for, mm-hmm. you know, you, you you want to do Weller comparison, you know, it's going to be hard to get a 12-year and a foolproof and all that. You want to do some kind of Elijah Craig one, it's going to be hard. But you could just seriously look through a bunch of different brands and probably find different years, different proofs of MGP and do your own blind, do yep. your own comparison, do your own pairings, whatever you wanted to do. Absolutely. Well, also, thank you for bringing all these bottles over. <laughs> My bottles are your bottles. I literally contributed no bottles to this week's episode. You have to edit this. I do have to edit this. So. I have to do all the heavy lifting. Yes, you do. I just take these bottles back to my house and I drink them whenever I want to. And I stay here and cry. But I will still share them with I you. I know you will. I know you will. Anyway. How about some tips and bits, Eric? How about it? <sighs> all right. I'm going to be as brief about this as possible. And I think that you can speak to it a little bit as well. But look. I don't think that we are at the point that we should be with what is going on in the world by this point. And I am in a unique position where... I have taken the steps to protect myself from the pandemic, but my wife cannot. And the reason is that she is still breastfeeding our baby, and there is literally no scientific evidence about what this particular vaccine does to nursing mothers. So, alternatively, she has decided to be super safe, right? So, here's the thing. I am not trying to say one way or another to do something specific. That's not how this goes. I also think that it's not fair to be that specific and demanding. However... If you are going to be around other people, freaking be careful. Please, for the love of God, be careful. We had a 15-year-old kid die of COVID this week in Fayette County, in Lexington, Kentucky. That is easily avoidable. And if you see that a 15-year-old child died and you don't have any empathy for that situation, I, I'm, I don't know what to say at that point. This is not for you. <laughs> but please, just be careful. I have a daughter who is very immunocompromised because she is so young. 
She's a baby. She doesn't have all the things that we do when we've grown up. And now that we're grown up. Just please. You work in a hospital. I do. And I don't mean to bring this down, but you said that you had people die last night in your hospital of COVID. I did. It's true. Why are we still doing this? I'm I like I've I'm so angry <laughs> about this. And maybe by the time this episode comes out, it were recorded a couple weeks in advance. Things will have gotten a little bit better, but at the same time, there is a level of compassion that was so prevalent at the beginning of all of this that has not been evident since the end of 2020. I'm I'm really really frustrated. I really am. And the death of this kid is what sent me over the edge, I think, to where things really start to feel bonkers. And and really really just unforgiving. I'm sorry. I don't mean to go off on this. It's just I can't I can't stop I can't not say it I can't not think about it it's anymore. part of our world right now man it is and I, I'm sorry I'm not trying to drag you into this no. <laughs> either but I, I'm more talking at you and talking at the listeners than I am trying to encourage you to say anything but <sighs> my thing is we all have a choice and I really I have friends like you do some are okay with getting vaccinated. Some aren't, you know, and it's not like a medical thing. It may be just what they believe or how they feel about it. I'm not going to hate anybody for choosing either other side. I do feel like if you don't, if you're not on the side of, you know, the, the vaccine, maybe just when you're around people that feel a different way, Maybe just think about them a little bit more. Maybe be more safe. I just... Be we, compassionate. Yeah. Be careful. Just think about the fact that there are people who don't exist in the same world that you do. It, you cannot say, we all have the right to make our own decisions and then say, well, why did you do that? Yeah. That's not fair. That's It's just not fair. Like... I, I can't, <laughs> sorry, I had to put my head in my hands for a second because I've just, there's so many layers to this. And so much of this was avoidable. That's true. But I mean, we could, we could have gotten out of this if we just cared about the fact that there are other people who aren't experiencing the same things that we are or experiencing th things in the same capacity as us. Every, everybody goes through life on a different journey, through a different path. And, and if you're not compassionate, then we wind up in situations like we're in right now. And I've literally seen, I've talked to you about this, I've literally seen friends, friends of mine, who had different feelings about this whole thing, who were so bent on feeling different about it that they turned their back on their friends. Like, 
let's just work together. Let's just find that middle ground to where we're all just doing what we can to get through this instead of pointing, exactly. instead of pointing fingers or making a post about these people, you know, and that's what I'm getting at. Exactly. That, that's I'm what I'm reiterating to, yeah. what you're saying. Like, let's just work together. Let's find that middle ground to where even if you're not, if you're not sure about the vaccine or you don't believe in it, or you think it's crazy still, there's things you can do to help out, to get through this. And like, I, we all just want to get back to where we can just be hang out, and do the things we want to without worrying about what am I going to take back to my friends or what am I going to take back to my family? Do you, you know, know what my life has been like since I haven't been able to lick handrails? That is shallow. I can imagine. It has been un... I, 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 have, I, I don't feel good. I didn't feel great before, but I mean, now I just don't feel... I feel like a shell of myself. You know what it's like going out at night, like when you've had a kid and... Or you've got a babysitter, and you get to go out, and you just end up being friends with everybody at the bar, and you and you just go, let's all just drink from the same glasses. We can't do that anymore. Let's get back to where we can all just share beers and don't you shots. Re- don't you remember life before COVID when we had the spit cup? Exactly. <laughs> let's just get back to that. Let's all work together to get back to where we can just go out and party and share the same glasses. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make light of this, but that's the only way I know how to cope anymore because this is such a bizarrely messed up situation and one that, I, like, it, it's very true that once you become a parent, things change forever for you. It is. And I think that when people who maybe not have kids or something, you just think different. And I'm not... I'm not saying, hey, my friends who don't have kids, you're thinking wrong or whatever, but... No, 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 no. I didn't mean to imply that either. No, no. We just... You just got to think a little bit more about other people and your family when you've got children around. And it sucks having to talk about it. It really does. But, I mean, there's the wheat whiskey. It was upside down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> next to another bottle. <laughs> I don't know how it got there. Anyway, I, I'm I'm sorry. I don't. Please don't take this as me being political or or anything. This is. I rarely speak like this on this show. But I do think that it is important to speak about it in some capacity from time to time, and in this case. Things have hit an all-time low. Children should not be dying. No. We shouldn't be burying kids. If that's not something that, that brings you a sense of sorrow about the state of the world, we're, we've got a long road ahead of us before things get better. So please just be kind. My mantra is be kind always, no matter. That it's... It's difficult, but it's important. People deserve kindness. We deserve kindness. You deserve to be treated with it. And other people deserve kindness as well. It, it's just how it is. And I say that like it's a negative thing. But I, I'm just, I'm really tired. <laughs> I'm really tired. I'm tired too. I know you are. 
you're literally seeing it every single day at the worst part of it. And I don't want to probe you to speak to it more because that's not fair. But I mean, if, if anybody needs proof as to how bad things are, Eric is sitting right in front of me and I know the night that he just had. And I'm, I'm, I don't know what else to say. It's nothing that any of us should be going through right now. It was easily avoidable. We could have squashed it like a bug and we could have moved on with our lives and said, Hey, that was a weird time. It's a good thing that we've moved past it. Yep. That's true. I don't have anything else to say. I think we've said enough. I think we have to. So I'm going to actually um, <laughs> recommend something. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to recommend? I've got a few things. I got a couple of things as well, but um, I'll let you go first. I've spoken enough over the past five minutes. Well, I originally wanted to talk about Star Wars Visions, but... I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it. I'm really sorry. No. I watched Spongebob last night instead of Star no. Wars. I got... I'm I'm really passionate about this right now. I've already watched it through twice. That's awesome, dude. One. How many episodes are there? There are nine episodes. Oh, that's and an they're easy all, watch. But they're all like 12 to 18 minutes long. So I went through and watched them... English voices as well as the Japanese subtitled version. And it was just as good the second time. So I'm going to save this for another one so we can elaborate a little bit more on it. But it's basically a nine studio. No, a couple of studios do it twice, I believe. Anyway, different anime studios make a story uh, on Star Wars. They make their own story. This is not like Luke Skywalker. This is not like Rey. None of this stuff. This is just like events that could have happened any time in the Star Wars world oh, so cool. on any planet. And you see a lot of like Asian uh, culture, anime style, all this Star Wars. It's like, you know, it's Star Wars. There's so many galaxies, so many planets. You know, there was plenty of places that looked like Japan in the Star Wars universe. And they make their own take on it. Each studio brings their own style. So if you have a favorite anime, you could look up that studio and you can see the influence on that story, whether it's the action, whether it's the music. It's amazing. I recommend it. I'm not going to say anything else about it. I'm waiting on Perry to watch it. And oh, then, I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> it's there. By the time this episode comes out, I will have, watched, will have watched it at it. least once. But I'm going to rank every one of them, and I'm going to put a pairing to every one of Whoa! them on Whiskey Mutant. That's awesome. Anna Monday is going to switch over to Star Wars Visions Anna Monday. Oh. So every Monday, starting this coming Monday, which it will have already happened, I'm going to pair a bourbon whiskey with one of the visions episodes and i'm going to start at what i think is the ninth best best episode and i'm going to end with my favorite episode nice um so on that note i've got one more anime to recommend and this is for anybody who has it's on crunchyroll but if you're not a weekly anime watcher and you want to watch something, this is on HBO Max. This is called Tokyo Revengers. Oh. It is a 
a time travel style anime. I feel like a have we talked about this before? I think I've mentioned. I think you, I think just you have in, mentioned in normal it to me. conversation. Yeah. I've talked about this. This basically starts out with a guy who he's he's in his like mid twenties. He's not like a little kid or anything like that. Mid twenties, and he's just like slacked off with his life. Like he had big goals. He had all this stuff. Just let it go. He's just not where he wants to be. Crappy job. All this. He finds out that his uh, his childhood crush girlfriend back when he was in high school has died. Oh, jeez. And, but she was caught in like a gang activity, like in the middle of like a gang war type deal. So on his way to her funeral, he has a near death experience with, which sends him back in time. And he realizes he's back in his teenage days where she's still alive and it's basically him working with her brother, which in the future is a police officer. And they're trying, trying to t- change time to, to when in the present she's still alive. So he has to work his way up in the, into this teenage biker gang to become like the leader to make them good people in the future to where they're not doing things that will cause his childhood girlfriend to die so he does stuff and then he goes back to the future and he realizes what he did made it worse so he has to go back and then all of a sudden like he's back in the future he's like i think that conundrum yes (laughs) so now i think i've done something that's made this work he goes back it hasn't worked so he keeps going back and forth and he's slowly changing these group of hoodlums into something better in order to make a better future. So that was a very long explanation of an anime that it's just an anime that I think everybody would like. It's not some crazy super powered fights all the time. This is just life kids being kids and having their little gangs and he's trying to change the future. So Tokyo Revengers. I got to check that out. There's so many things that you have recommended to me that I need to watch. Like, I'm just so, I'm so bad at following up on stuff. And I also am so bad about giving new things a chance when it's easy for me to go back and watch stuff that I've already seen and am comfortable with. We're all so busy. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to take that couple of hours that you have free and take a chance on something you've never watched. And invest yourself mm-hmm. in it, yeah. So I, t- sure. I completely understand. Yeah, um, I will recommend something to watch. I don't think I've recommended this yet, but Lucy and I have been enjoying the heck out of it. Only Murders in the Building, uh, which is a Hulu TV show. It's Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And what what the premise of the show basically is that all three of these people listen to the same true crime podcast and then it turns out that there is a murder that happens in their their apartment building Hmm. and so they are trying to solve this murder and they're just regular people they're just they're just regular people (laughs) i like that and they start their own podcast because of it it's so cool it's so much fun and so funny and, and engaging and 
I it reminds me why Steve Martin and Martin Short are legends. I saw the preview for that and April was with me and she saw it and she was like, we need to start that. You so absolutely that, gotta that's watch on it. the queue right now. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll recommend another one. This is less so uh, like a ringing endorsement and just kind of like check it out. But for a couple of different reasons, nine perfect strangers is I, I, I can't remember if it's just a Hulu show or if it's like through HBO max and, and Hulu has it, but it was based on a novel and the, general plot of it is all of these people come together at a like a wellness retreat and they're trying to figure things out together and they've all got their own paths that they're on and um uh not Michelle Pfeiffer Nicole Kidman uh plays the uh the the person who runs the the retreat and she's really good in it but like i the story itself is not super compelling like i think it's mostly okay but the performances i think are what make it really watchable like michael shannon's in it uh who is zod in man mm-hmm. of steel and uh is actually a lexington kentucky native really yeah he's he from here nice. yeah uh they they had uh there was a movie that came out a few years ago i think it was called mud and they did a premiere for it at the Kentucky Theater downtown. And he actually came and spoke about it, like, for the premiere. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Cool stuff. Uh, Melissa McCarthy's in it, too. She's always incredible. Like, I've never not loved her in a role that she's been in. She's a scene stealer. But. Except that one movie where, what is it, The Road oh. Trip? Uh, the, with uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah, it's not that she did. Not that I hated it because of her acting. Because I just hated her that character that so character, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made me want to scream. She was so <laughs> mean and bad. <laughs> and Jason Bateman's just—he feels like such a sweet boy. Yeah, he's you know? just a nice boy. <sighs> anyway, I think that does it for this week. I'm really sleepy and tired and <laughs> exhausted now. I'm looking forward to maybe having a nap here in a bit. They're good. They They're are good great. Stuff. Dips and bits. Take naps whenever you can. Oh, I forgot something. What? Ooh, I'm that nice, nice thing that I was looking at earlier. Yes. So uh, we. This is kind of a mailbag. Mailbag, mailbag. We and and we've we've done mail stuff before in the past. But I every time I get sent something, I just am so excited that I open it and I forget about it. So. I, I feel like we're getting a bunch more mail now that I I can kind of kind of bring the segment back around unofficially. But we got contacted on social media last week. No, no, no. It was this week uh, when we were recording it by Scott Honeycutt. Okay. Saying that he was a big fan of the show. He wanted to send a, he wanted to send us something. And he uh, I'll I'll read the the note that he sent. Uh, he says, hey, guys, thanks for all the cool content that you put out uh, to the world. As a hobby, I make hiking maps and thought that you might uh, want to check out my whiskey maps or map. Excuse me. Uh, if you're curious about more, I can be found on Etsy, Ramble Maps. Keep up the excellent programming. Nice. Uh, your pal, Scott Honeycutt. Scott, just want to say thank you so much for sending us this. It, it's hand-drawn. It's a print of a hand-drawn hiking map. 
basically that's awesome. of Kentucky. Uh, it's it, it says a Rambler's Guide to Kentucky Bourbon, uh, and it, it's just got basically every distillery, major or craft, uh, on here. The different products uh, that that they make, and uh, I, I'm I just love this so much. I'll put a picture up of it as well. It's going to be hanging up in the studio uh, before too long, but that just. The time that this must have taken. I mean, it's every distillery, like even the small ones. Yeah. I, the, after you said small ones, the first one I looked at was Woodford Reserve. <laughs> and I was like, that's not small. <laughs> I almost said including Woodford like, Reserve. I would say like uh, James Pepper. Yeah. Uh, Peerless is on here. Ozzy Tyler slash Green River. Um, Dueling Grounds is even on here. Uh, Willits there. Yellowstone. Makers. I mean, it, it's it's, it's all over the place, man. He even, he even like customized the envelope that it was sent. He in. did, yeah. He sent us like a little mat or a, a little drawing on the back yeah, of the envelope that was awesome. too. It, it just made me very happy to to get this. So thank you, Scott. Everybody, also go check out. Uh, Ramble, Instagram Ramble or Maps. I I see. No, I haven't. I don't see a, a social media tag anywhere. Um, but I'm sure if you search for Ramble Maps, I you might be able to find him. it. I could find him. <laughs> uh, but you can't send him an, send him an email, rather, uh, shoneycut with two Ts, 1973 at gmail.com, or head to neatlinesco.com to check out some of his work. Hold on. Uh, but Scott Dadgummit, this <laughs> okay. is... Okay. Oh, yeah, of course there's an Instagram. He sent us an Instagram message to send us this. He added me on Whiskey Mutant. Honeycut.scott. I said, wait a second, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> he added me three hours ago. Three hours ago. Jeez Louise. Well, I'm following you back, Scott. There you go. Anyway, go check out Scott's stuff. That's it for this week. Eric, where can people find you on social media? <laughs> you can find me at Whiskey Mutant on Instagram and Whiskey Mutant on YouTube. Trying to get a uh, hundred subscribers on youtube i'm gonna start doing stuff on there i can't change my address for youtube until i get 100 subscribers so until then just search whiskey mutant on youtube hopefully by the time this episode comes out you'll have gotten there i hope so we're gonna be doing prepare your poor and uh my show i do with my wife marital combat where she always wins not really in my head i always win debates between married couples not anything serious just random things that uh, we should do one with you and april and me and lucy no i want to do that i want to do i would love to have you guys on there you need to do it with uh grease and lauren as Grease well. and lauren anybody else anybody else out there who has wives that have to deal with stuff that we do or husbands who or deal husbands. with yeah, yeah. anything <laughs> I, marital combat you want to talk about just random weird things that married couples talk about or argue about we'll put you on the show it's not going to make or break your marriage i don't think but no, it is going it's just to be little fun. it's little things that you all just you argue about and then you laugh about it's that's probably the best way to say it. It's not anything yeah. to do with finances. It's not anything to do with <laughs> anything like that. It's just things that you all argue about, and then you go, why are we arguing about this? This is yeah, stupid. Exactly. <laughs> but other people find it entertaining. So, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to being on that and doing more Prepare Your Poor. Marie's extremely excited. That actually might be the UPS truck with David Levine's next uh, oh. shipment of samples. So I'm going to take some of those other samples. <laughs> he said finish them all, so I think that 
technically I, means I can finish them too, right? Can I have a little sip of the rest of them of again? Of course. Okay, great. Um, you can follow me personally at pritter1492 on all social media channels. The show itself is at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can send us questions or comments to this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. You can also, and this really does help the show out, leave us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. But apparently we're still doing this thing where people who might have already left a review uh, on your podcast app of choice go to yet another app that is totally unrelated to the podcast and leave a review that somehow ties into uh, the podcast itself. Eric is laughing because he's got one. I do. I have a five-star review from Don Nishida. Actually, on on this, this is on the Apple Apps uh, app, and he's under Don from Hawaii. And he gave us a five-star review under Tequila Matchmaker incredible stuff five-star review my go-to for tequila rating but when i'm not drinking tequila i drink bourbon no greater source of bourbon knowledge than this is my bourbon podcast where hosts perry and eric guide you on a fun-filled journey thank you don for a five-star review under the tequila matchmaker and once again if you've already left a five-star review (laughs) under the main (laughs) podcast app Go to somewhere else and leave us a five-star review. Screenshot it, send it to me, and I'll read it out here for you. Did you ever read out uh, Dustin's review? Yeah, the Jimmy Johns, the Jimmy Johns yeah. one? Okay. <laughs> I feel like we might have missed one. but I... I've got I've got another one I was saving for the next episode. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure that we were caught up. Nope. Uh, but there is no new review on the, the actual podcast app. Leave both. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, I made this crazy idea, and people are actually doing it. But in order to help the podcast, you got to go to the actual main app. So if you haven't done that, leave a five-star review and then go over to like freaking like snail mail or freaking worm and just leave a five-star review under that too. Do two reviews. Why are you thinking about bugs, man? I don't know. I was thinking of, you know, when you had an old Nokia when you were... When I got my first cell phone, the only thing You're I could play was snake. snake. What did I say? You said worm. <laughs> episodes were way too long <laughs> worm snake they're uh, eating apples they're doing stuff who gives a crap anymore leave a review please do you Five can find stars. all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com uh, head to youtube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast to subscribe to the show check out all of our videos hopefully i've got at least one new video up there uh, by the time this episode comes out and then, oh, wait, no, 859-428-8253 is where you can leave us a barrel ring mm-hmm. as well. We'll listen to you on the show. And then last but not least, patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. For as little as five bucks a month, you get bonus content, which includes pregame chats, which come out every Tuesday before the main episode. And every other week, kind of, maybe like twice a month, uh, you get the last call. Two. I don't have the I don't have the energy to keep that up. Anyway, hey, you get more um, patrons, we'll do more bonus content. So. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, you do have a bonus episode that is coming out on Patreon uh, within the next week or so, I believe, uh, with Swan. So Swan's monthly bonus episode uh, should be exclusive. dropping soon. Yeah, but this is my bourbon podcast exclusive. 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 All right, that does it for this week. We will see you guys next week. But until then, I'm Perry. Next week is two. Oh, next week is 200! 
I totally forgot this is episode 199. Up, baby. 200. Swan's going to be back for episode 200 next week as well. He is. I was like, what are these hand motions that no, you I'm, keep I'm making? Secret, I'm trying to give Perry like signals. He's on third base and I want him to still home, but I'm saying 200. And he's just, <laughs> he's just looking out on the left field. He's like, oh, and then he forgets. Then he remembers, and then he steals home, and we score do guys, 200. Do you guys hear that bird over there? <laughs> Is that a butterfly? <laughs> Not too indifferent from how it was when I first started playing baseball. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, next week's episode 200. Swan's going to be back. We're going to be doing a couple of really fun things, and uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it. So you guys Me come, too. hang out, stick around for that. Uh, we'll see you really, really soon. But until then, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. And this is my bourbon podcast. Thank you.